it's Isaiah from Hermes Rising Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, financial freedom, and environmental sustainability. Now, in today's podcast, I wanted to talk about uh, storytelling within um, marketing, within um, business, and its uses, and why you should use it. Now, storytelling goes back in our culture a long time. Um, It goes back to the time when we were very primitive and it has big invocations within every aspect of our society, within every business that is successful, and within everybody's lives. Now, we all have to recognize that there are certain stories that we prescribe to, there are certain ideas, there are certain mm, things that we live by that are in our minds, you know, they're not necessarily... um, completely true and inherent in reality around us every day, but they're ideas that we subscribe to, that we are invested in, and that are a big part of who we are. Um, These stories are rooted within our culture, our significance, and in our meaning. And they have strong emotional ties to how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about things around us. Now, tapping into that power Um, is a very important thing in marketing. Um, Because every time you market something to somebody, every time they prescribe to something that you put out there, you're fulfilling a desire of them. You know, you're, you're creating a story around their desire. You're fulfilling that desire. And you're letting them know how, through you, their desire can be fulfilled. Now... This is obviously the case, but there has to be uh, another step to that. Indirect marketing, um, or maybe a more um, um, disruption marketing. If you're running a Facebook ad, for instance, and you have a very simple call to action, a very simple desire. Um, let's say you want to give somebody a product that helps them with their pain. Um, this is completely fair, um, but to look a little bit deeper within your story, you might have something that says, an example of your target customer, a hook that might have dealed, attract them, and a story that kind of goes through that up and down of pain with them, um, and the up being what your product can offer them. Um, obviously offer them a good deal and you have a solid copy Um, but there is a longer term vision that you should be going for for the long term return rate of your customer and for finding your most valuable customers and this is essential for major growth within businesses and also important to completely create a space in that person's mind for you. Especially where internet marketing is involved, this is very essential to your long-term growth or your growth at all. So pay attention. If you are marketing to somebody online, you have a disadvantage in a way. And this is because I've run both normal retail businesses, brick and mortar, and also online. And the disadvantage is this. 
when somebody comes to your brick and mortar business, they have a tangible service connected to a tangible person who they can subscribe to and the way that they feel about their service and that person. And the brand becomes somewhat that service and that person. Now, if you're doing it online, they don't have completely tangible um, evidence of what kind of person you are, um, what you're going to offer them, and exactly what is it all going to lead to. So therefore, you need to create a big story for them. And it needs to lead to an obvious place. Now, the more that you have long-term storytelling within your ads, your copy, and your services, and your products, especially information products, and a long-term business plan of where you want these people to end up on the highest aspect of your sales ladder, then that is the best way to go. Like, for instance, each company, successful, strong, powerful company, has a superficial desire that they will get people in with with a free offer or a cheap offer. And this desire is going to be something reflective of the bigger desire that it's underlying. But it's going to be a superficial desire, nonetheless. So you get them in with that superficial desire, with that little thing that they can trust you on. And as they go in more and more, you start bringing out the bigger desires underlying. So for instance, with health, again, since I'm mostly within the health industry myself, this is a good area for me to talk upon. Um, you could start out with simple pain management. But eventually, with that, you're going to want to go deeper within their health issues, where they're coming from, and get them into different things that are more tangible for that person in particular. Things that are going to help them away from the core fundamentals of where their health problems are coming from, which might be stress around relationships, might be stress around financials, um, it might be stress around a, a variety of things. So you're going to want to help them with those things next. Appeal to those desires with more costly things so that you can help them on a deeper level, with a deeper desire, as well as get more value from them. It's a mutual give and take. And doing this, you get closer and closer to your dream customer. And the amount that you can fulfill where the root of their problem comes from, the root of their desire comes from, the more that you're able to serve your customer, and the deeper that you can go within that rabbit hole is the longer term story line structure that you will be going for. So it is very important to take this in consideration, um, having a longer term vision for your company. Um, but also one thing that I really want to uh, nail in is the fact that once you have these people, once you have run an ad for somebody on Facebook, so to say, and they have bought something, let's say it's a small thing, or they've subscribed to a free kind of aspect of your business. You now know that that person is interested in your business. 
you now know that they have that desire that you went out for. So why not take them through a retargeting campaign that goes on, you know, until they lose their value to your business? A retargeting campaign that will target them to the next step of your sales ladder at all times. And continuously run ads that are going to help them with what they specifically need help with and hope that they will opt in eventually until they lose value in your business eyes, until they become, you know, a negative aspect of your business. Because we, we all, in business, you should have a certain amount that you can pay at certain aspects or certain aspects of your sales letter. Um, and over time, you gain the data to be able to really find out what this number is. Um, but finding out what it is and really using that number is definitely essential to retargeting and knowing what you can pay to acquire a customer. So, yeah, you, you're definitely going to want to do that. Um, figure out exactly what it is that you can pay to acquire a customer and then help them down that sales ladder through retargeting. And the good thing about this is, is I would highly recommend that you look at the sales process for these people and you write a story, you know? Think about it as a book, you know? Think about these ads as a book. Think about your, your processes as a book. Helping people go further and further down the line in your business. Think about it as having a whole sequence of events leading people down a certain thought funnel that leads them to a certain conclusion. And that conclusion is buying what you have been selling. Um, and that's going to be your solution. Because each time somebody goes further and further involved in your business, they're going to have a clearer and clearer picture of the story. And stories are easy to remember. And they're also full of the driving aspects of human nature. So. It's going to help them see your business as a person, which is essentially what you want. You want them to know that this business reflects a certain need or desire in their life and that going through the sales process and writing the story for them is going to get them to that conclusion. So a good way to do this is to reflect in your own life and see exactly what desires you are fulfilling and write a tangible story for the people to help them get to the conclusion that you want. It's almost like you're writing a story for yourself on one level as you will often be manifesting your own desires through completing their desires which in a self-reflecting business, a business that is purely you know, prescribed on your own desires um, is going to be beneficial to all parties. So really take that into account. And remember, like for instance, if you have retargeting campaigns, email campaigns that go on for months um, and to the particular customer who is most invested in you, they go on for a varied amount of time telling this complex story that brings out complex emotions and desires, you're just going to have such a more easy chance of 
succeeding because you're going to have these guys invested attention. You're going to really have a place in their mind at that point. The information that you are selling them, the products that you are selling them, they are constantly investing in you and what you are selling. And therefore, they're investing in that desire and you're giving them more and more ability to invest in that desire. And that's how it becomes more real to them. That's how you create an identity to them. Um, and that's ultimately how you'll succeed with them. Um, it's not complex. It does take work. Um, and it also takes careful planning, organization, and understanding of what your business truly is. Um, it's, not, it's not a simple process. As you are going to have to really see these things in an organizational way. You know, you're creating a whole business model that is built in a certain way to bring them to a certain place that will completely bring them where they need to go. Um, and yeah, that is the best way to run your business. That is a way that you're definitely going to succeed with business. Um, there's no way that you really couldn't unless that your your audience is too small or you don't know how to find them. That would really be the only thing that could go wrong on that level. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, just a simple podcast um, about storytelling and business and marketing. Um, it's not always easy to know what to do. So I hope this makes it a bit clearer for you. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. So, I mean, when you're using magic, I think um, a question that comes up a lot of the time is what's a good reason to use magic? What's a bad reason to use magic? And... It could be a tough one to answer. Um, it's not necessarily an easy question to answer. Like, what's the right time to give in to your desire and to embrace uh, how you're feeling? Um, probably the idea of uh, black magic is more the idea of it always being the right time to embrace your power, even if it doesn't end up the way you think it's going to, um, it will teach you a valuable lesson. Um, and that kind of gets to the point where you get to the truer desires in a way by seeing your desires take form and, and kind of like <laughs> make your life more difficult start to see where the desire is coming from anyways um, which is a valid form of magic but in white magic it would be more of letting those desires go and giving in to higher nature to, to spirit um, and letting it form 
your higher path on its own accord, um, emptying yourself of desire, so to speak. Which is good in the way that it... Mm, you won't necessarily have the disastrous effects that black magic can have, um, but also you might um, lose the idea of your individual desire, um, and also you're losing maybe those immediate kind of things that you are looking to change. Um, now, for me, for instance, I get a, a tenant in my host right now. Um, I'm moving back to it very soon. Um, live there. Yeah, so like right now, I'm dealing with a, a tenant um, who doesn't want to move out of my house and has been making frequent uh, late payments. And even though we've made agreements to try to move, he hasn't been working as hard at that as he could have, as well as um, he's not contacting me back. And yeah, just worried, right? I'm worried that he won't be out by the time that might me and my family need. So. Like, and this is, uh, this is the question here. Um, what way would you want to send them out, you know? I could use magic to do so, um, but I could do so in a variety of ways. One that is aligned with my higher self, one that is aligned with my lower self. Now, if I took that anger, that evil kind of, feeling that I want him to leave, I could very well transmit that energy in that area and something would happen um, in a destructive way to make him leave. But also, I could harness my higher abilities, I could see him more clearly, I could see his higher aspect, my higher reasons for wanting to go back, and I could put together a spell that would provide him with a living space um, but it would ultimately be better off for him as well so two ways of magic the good or the evil depending on you the same thing accomplished now people should recognize that black magic is powerful the destruction through those more negative emotions and the situations that you can manifest through that, definitely powerful. And he would move, for sure. But it would be at the destruction 
of parts of him, parts of you, and just general negativity will kind of surround the situation. So why would you do that when you can make it more beneficial to both parties anyways? So yeah, just a little bit of a idea of what it is for magic. Um, and you know, it's kind of like this as well. Um, that goes for every situation, you know? It goes for any situation you can think of. Um, love spells, they can come about in good ways or bad ways. It all depends on your intention and your energy going into the ritual. That is the most important part because ultimately when you summon a spirit, summon an angel, a demon, they are manifestations of your own energy taken from the void and put into physical space. When you're a magician, all you're doing learning how to use the mind to visualize these things to bring them into reality and you're gaining better control over your mind when you can truly manifest those things in a very visual way now what you should remember is that these entities are very real and because of the laws of nature like mentalism and stuff um, they will create a very real effect in your life, bringing things to you, bringing words to you. You are tapping into something completely other. And this is because, and I, I believe in this theory quite a bit, um, that these entities are literally portions of our mind to varying degrees. And when you create gnosis, you're creating oneness with that area of your mind and you're bringing it into visual reality to have a very solidified appearance in your life. And that solidified appearance creates that entity within your brain and it, it, it really creates a gateway between you and the spirit once you have full communion with it. Now, that's why when you summon a spirit, you should be ready for it to be around for a while um, and half summoning its spirit is kind of silly and doesn't really work but it's not really a thing you know you you open the connection and it starts to open more and more as you continuously go into that gnosis with that spirit um, that's more how it works and once you create Gnosis with that spirit, remember it's part of your brain. So it's going to morph with you. It's going to be a, a gateway in your brain to that spirit. You are going to remember what it was like to be one with that. I mean, the closest thing you can understand to Gnosis if you don't practice magic is sex. Sex is essentially if it is done right at the point of orgasm is that place of gnosis with that other being. Same way in meditation or within these hermetic exercises. 
you are creating gnosis with that certain idea, that certain thought being that is created from the void through your intense concentration and focus and visualization. Now, obviously, if this is the case, you can do it with pretty much anything. Um, different ideas, different elements, the things around you, the emotions around you, the desires that you have, all these things. Which just makes it an incredible tool for self-discovery since our universe is us. And power. Power in this physical plane. Because creating gnosis with something like money is to truly understand what that thing is. And the right intention or the wrong intention. And there can be right and wrong intentions for money, of course. Black and white. But with that intention and the gnosis with the thing, that's when you can achieve power with it and complete understanding of it. So with love and with sex, that's what you're doing. With wealth, that's what you're doing. You're creating gnosis with your desire. And then the universe will create the clearest path for you there. Now, ancient spirits do have power. Um, you could work with your own man-made spirits as well, like your own desires and give them form using different methods. But the ancient spirits of the old that have been called upon many times, they have a depth to them that yours might not. And because of that depth, they become more powerful. You see, thousands and thousands, maybe millions of humans have fed this energy. You know, have called upon that specific energy. And using the ancient spirits, you can get to the roots and the power of that energy. That's all for today, guys. Hope you guys have a great day.